Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast and Catholic Truth Family. If you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube yet, we have a new channel called Catholic Truth Family, which is all about love, relationships, dating, engagement, marriage, kids, joys, struggles, and everything you want to know about life and living. So follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube. Today, we are going to be talking with Nancy, and she is uh, working for Catholic Sprouts, which is an apostolate that supports Catholic parents as they work to evangelize their children and build their own domestic churches at home. And they offer resources, daily podcasts, liturgical studies, uh, in, uh, instructional manuals, and they have a vibrant community for Catholics. So they're doing great work. And today, uh, they came out with a book called Catholic Social Teaching for Youth. And this is pretty much everything you need to know <laughs> your youth need to know about what's going on in the today's day and age. So if you're a Catholic parent or if you're a Catholic teen, young adult, this is for you because this will tell you about pretty much every subject that Catholics need to be informed on from moral subjects to civic subjects to uh, difficult uh, issues to discuss. And it gives you a brief overview of each of them and gives examples of each of them. And it's a great manual. I mean, pretty much every topic you can think of is covered in this book. And so I want to welcome Nancy to the show to uh, share this with people because Catholics are going to want to know about this manual, especially parents and youth. So welcome to the show, Nancy. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We're super excited to have you. Um, thank you for writing this book. Um, can you uh, talk a little bit about the book, um, kind of your goal in writing it, kind of its purpose, you know, an, an overview of all of it? Absolutely. So um, I am a Catholic parent myself. I We have six kids, ages 11 through one. And, you know, a reality is that our kids are like even I mean, I have a, a great desire to like dig a hole in my backyard and put my kids in there and protect them from all of these things. But that's just not how it's going to turn out. You know, we have to be the one that speaks to our kids on the issues of same sex marriage, transgenderism, uh, you know, sex outside of marriage, uh, racism, like we have to be the owners of these conversations. And so my husband and I were trying to be good stewards of the children we have. We've been trying to educate ourselves and there are some good materials out there, definitely. But they're mostly materials to inform the parent, which first parent, you know, super important. Let's do it. But what we found is there was a real, it was difficult to go from my knowledge to then speaking to my children. Like it was, it was difficult. And also to have that conversation with charity, you know, because although we feel really strongly, like for example, the topic of transgenderism is not just about bathrooms and pronouns, it's about real people. So we need to always make sure that whatever we're talking about, we're doing it with charity. And that can be really difficult when we're so used to being bombarded with sensational news stories and startling statistics. But we just need to have sort of a different approach with our kids. So this book, Catholic Social Teaching for Youth, we spent two years writing it. It went through the whole imprimatur process in the Archdiocese of Minneapolis and St. Paul, which was really interesting, informative, uh, and beautiful, really. Um, but what we created was a script. So that, and let me just say, let me jump in before you talk about the script. And let me just say, parents, like she said, that this is, um, you know, something for your youth to teach them about these difficult topics. Let me make it so clear to you that if you do not do this, the world will. 
I can't be more clear about that. If you don't choose to intentionally instruct your kids in this, and it's difficult to talk about these things sometimes, the world is going to tell them their narrative. They're going to teach them. That's why so many Catholic parents have lost their kids because they're not training them at a young age. They're being pulled away by the world and we don't have the apologetics, the explanations. We need to come back and discuss these things and to defend our faith. So just want to throw that out there on how important it is. Absolutely. And Again, like you cannot overstate what you just said. (laughs) Even if you look at like research, modern research, why are these kids remaining Catholics and these kids not? It all comes back to the parents. Like it's not about the value of the power of the priest or the, the youth program at the church. It is always the parents that are the, the factor for whether someone remains Catholic or not. So let's all just you know, even if we feel completely no pressure. inadequate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you feel completely inadequate with that call, like join the club, we all feel inadequate. We mm-hmm. all are completely ill-equipped. We, you know, and that's where the Holy Spirit has We're to all come in. Worried about it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We just have to step out. So lots of resources. I mean, you could the the answers to like what does the church teach on this, that, this topic, all you gotta do is pick up a catechism. The answers are out there, you know? But we really wanted to create something that allowed a parent with no prep, no stress, and total confidence to pick up a book and to share these, share the truth on these topics in a way that is complete and beautiful that would effectively penetrate a child's heart. Because we can quote the catechism at our child, and at least, you know, like my 11-year-old is not going to mean a lot to him. You know, I can maybe explain it. I can give examples. But in a lot of situations, I might not be able to pull those examples in the moment or to know the correct saint story to tell. So we put together this book that has like a complete answer to all 31 topics laid out by the U.S. bishops on Catholic social and moral topics. And what we really strove to do, I love this podcast because you guys really lean into the truth. So we equip you with the truth in this book. And then we we display that truth through what is beautiful, because it's really trying to take both of these things. What is true? This is what the teach treat teaches. This is how the truth overcomes the lies in the world. But then also, this is what is beautiful. This is how a saint lived this out beautifully. This is how Jesus Christ spoke directly to this wound and issue that we all struggle with in a beautiful, complete way. So it's taking what is true and then showing that how it manifests into something beautiful in the world. And just to um, give people an an opportunity to see this, if you take this this one chapter, uh, I was wondering why the chapters were so short, you know, and like they're like they're not in depth, like. But then I was like, oh, it's for youth. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not, they're not going to read it if it's like too in depth on these subjects. So it's like perfect, exactly what they need to know. So you literally have one, two, about three pages, uh, maybe four pages explanation of what it is. So that's not much at all. But then you have how Jesus lived it out, what he thought. And then you have the final page, like page five is a witness to the truth. It's always the saint. For whatever topic it's talking about, there's a there's a story from a real saint's life and how they lived it to inspire these youth, you know, and many of these saints were young. So you have the teaching, you have what Jesus said and kind of some reflections on that. And then you have a saint who lived it out. So for every section, every chapter is only about, you know, six 
pages or so. I mean, with pictures, it's like eight but to 10, but, yeah. um, and there's pictures on each one, like St. Joan of Arc. But so, you know, each one gives a very good, concise explanation of what they need to know. I mean, if you give too much information, then we're not even going to remember it. And then mm-hmm. they give some real life examples of that. So I think it's really a good book in that aspect. It's, it's almost like an encyclopedia. And let's yeah. say a kid like in college or, or high school, he comes across some kid who's making fun of him and he doesn't know the answers to this. He can come home, get out the book, open up to that chapter, read it and have an answer to bring back. So it, it can be like a an encyclopedia of sorts too, when needed, a little reference book. Absolutely. And um, so there's lots of ways to use it. And so my hope is that like if a parent has a high school kid, a kid high school age, that they'll make an actual study of it because it goes through. There's seven themes laid out by the U.S. bishops from the dignity of the human person, our call to family and community, you know, workers rights, stewardship of creation. So all of them. So all of these 31 topics fall under there. And I think that's what a high schooler really needs is they need the complete answer. But if your children are younger, like my my oldest is only 11. And frankly, we're not ready to go into some of these deep topics, especially surrounding the topic of sex. So what my husband and I do is we keep this on the shelf. And so when one of these issues come up, because it's not an if, it's a when, we're ready. And um, some of the topics children are ready for really young, like, for example, divorce. Divorce is the first one that we had to do because, unfortunately, um, my sister-in-law went through a divorce. Very confusing. But, in, in, you know, it, it it's a really beautiful, actually, opportunity to pull it out and to talk to children about what is marriage? What is it? You know, why is it forever? Like, why is this God's plan? Why is marriage so important for the foundation of a family, for our world, our society? So it's just like, okay, divorce is really complicated. You're really wondering what this is, what it means. Let's read that section. And then (laughs) sometimes we're going to have our hand forced too. Like, for example, uh, uh, a couple of years ago, my, my children were literally walking through a room, like a waiting room with TVs on. And, you know, there was like TVs on. So they're like, a tr- you know, like moths to a flame watching it. And what was on? Well, what was on was the gay marriage from the Friends, the Friends episode where the two lesbians get married. Right. So that's what they see as we're literally walking through this room. And we try so hard, you know, to protect our children, to monitor what they're watching. And boom, here they see it. And of course, like the younger ones, you know, little ones, we can just say, oh, you know crazy things on TV. But the older ones, we actually had to take it on head on and be like, oh, my goodness, we're not ready to teach about same sex marriage. And Mm. if you study same sex marriage, it's this whole thing. It's not just homosexuality. It's what is marriage. And so thankfully, we have something where we can be like, "Okay, I know you have a lot of questions. I'm not just going to give you the answer that I got from my parents, which was just like, that's wrong. Don't talk about it. It's more so like you saw something, you're going to continue to see it. I live in a state where, you know, same-sex marriage is celebrated, promoted. Minnesota is very liberal. Um, So it's everywhere. So it's like you saw it. We're not going to push it under the rug. Instead, I'm going to tell you about what is good and beautiful and why that is counterfeit. You know, let's let's 
let's it's look a teaching at moment yeah exactly. yeah it's a teaching moment and there's going to be lots of teaching moments like you said you might not be ready for every single thing in this book right away but if kids are going to public schools they're going to be pretty ready for them pretty darn early um you know if you're homeschooling that's a different issue your kids will remain you know innocent or catholic schools probably a lot later in life uh whereas public schools i mean even just from my original state from where i was born in massachusetts they sent a letter home to all the parents saying we're going to be giving books out in all the grades now up from kindergarten to eighth grade on um transgender uh, uh, ideology and kids are going to be reading and learning about this now. So to, you know, and that sort of thing and no one, no outcry, no, you know, nothing. So now they're just forcing it in all grades at all schools and all public. So they're going to be learning about it. Um, And, you know, and that says nothing, you know, if we let them watch TV, just, you know, a prime time or, you know, a lot of things that we, I mean, we see cartoons where there's two men or yeah. two women and just things like that. Things are, oh, can't watch that cartoon anymore, you know, and yeah. they don't understand it. But when they get to an age where they do understand, they start asking questions, you need to have an answer. And this isn't yeah. only good for youth. It's good for the parents if they don't, you know, know have the knowledge themselves. Absolutely. Like, and so writing this book was informative for me too, because like we can know all the rules, but unfortunately for our hearts, we need more than rules. Mm-hmm. We need to see, we need to like look underneath and find like, what is the wound that makes us tend toward like attracted to this lie that Satan's put out there? Like, like what is the, what is this wound? Like, even if you look specifically at transgenderism, like, yeah, this is a real struggle for people. The church acknowledges that there is real pain. Like these people need our love and compassion, but it's so confusing out there right now. So like, what is the lie? And I, you know, we dug into it and we're like, well, the the lie at the heart of this is this idea that I define who I am, that I like go in a room by myself, close the door and just define who I am. And that we can only truly know who we are in relationship with Jesus Christ that he defines us, you know? So it's this sort of like extreme self-centeredness and seek for control. And that is what, you know, is like way deep in this conversation. So it's about telling our children like, okay, here's what the church teaches. Here's what is true. But let's like explore what's deep down in your soul that you can feel, that I can feel. And we can see how if we give into that wound, it leads us astray. So it's about just going beyond the rule and seeing how we all have this wound inside of us. Which is perfect. That's exactly what it should be too much back in the day. You know, they used to just say, memorize this. This is what we believe. This is right. This is wrong. But a lot of people left the faith because they never knew why. And now we, if you don't give kids good answers, they're just going to walk away and get fed by the world and get the answers there because you know, we're in a culture that questions everything. We're like anarchists in a sense, you know, rebellion. And it's like, we need to give them good answers and teach them how to give other people good answers and inform them. Um, And as a little shameless self-promotion, which wasn't planning on doing, that's why I wrote this book, Why Do You Believe in God? It's for young people. It's 15 conversations with atheists, agnostics, people who have left the church on every question that people ask. How do we know God exists? How do we know the Bible's true? How do we know Jesus is real? How about why Catholic? There's a thousand religions. They all claim to be right. You know, like, oh, what about the Crusades? You did bad things. We cover all of these and we give you the answers that you need to know because you need to know them and and our youth need to know them. I've had youth read this book like five times, kids in high school, because they're just like, wow, the answers are so good. And now we can can memorize them. But um, it's not about my book right now. It's about yours. And I want to, there's one thing I really liked in your book is that at the end of each chapter, there's like a, a call to action. 
and you basically give some summary points, you know, like, you know, pray for this person, or here's how you can work on change in your own life, or here's how you can improve yourself. Here's what steps you can take personally. And here's a couple of prayers that you can pray. Like you give, you know, it's pretty, you know, well-rounded in every way. And I, I think that's a good, a good thing that you add at the end of each chapter. Well, and because, I mean, our world our world is very frustrating moment right now, right? There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of argument, but there's not a ton of action. And so it's not about like our call to Catholics to be Catholic is not just to know the faith and to share the faith. It's to actually live the faith. So once you're convinced that, you know, abortion is intolerable and marriage has to be between a man and a woman. And even people in remote villages in the Philippines have a, a dignity to to life and should have dignity in their work. Once we believe those things, we can't just like shrug our shoulders at all that is wrong in the world. Like we have to be motivated by the truth and mm-hmm. the, the world will only know what is true not when we're screaming it, not when we're like, you know, getting into Facebook thread arguments. They'll know it because like it's always been because of action. So That's right. We live because, it. Yeah, because you know, um really one of our kind of like secret motivations at Catholic Sprouts is to make the next generation of Catholic families stronger than the last. And like, that's my generation, you know, Um, you know, of all the people I was confirmed with that I went through faith formation with so few of them are practicing. Mm -hmm. Most of them are not even baptizing their own children. Mm -hmm. And like, if we continue on this trend, you know, it's, it's easy to see where it's heading. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And 80% so- of, uh, I think 90%, no, 80% of all the deacons in our, uh, my diocese are 70% are 70 years old or older. 90% of all the nuns are 80 years old or older where in 10, 20 years, we're going to be pretty much extinct. Where are the youth, our churches, we had 217 churches in our diocese. Now we have 115 and in five, in a few more years, they say we're going to have 75, 217 churches to wow. 75 Catholic parents. This should there should be like clanging. Sorry, I'm a man, but I, uh, if I, yeah. what I see is clanging shields and swords together and making a battle cry and rearing up for war and gearing up to train yeah. ourselves, to read ourselves, to learn, to grow, to evangelize, but also to pray hardcore, mm-hmm. to become loving. Because what Nancy is saying is a lot of people have the truth, but they beat everyone over the heads with it, which is why they don't make any converts. Uh, we also need to be holy. Martin Luther yelled and screamed and tried to change lives through force, but it didn't work because he wasn't holy. Whereas St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross, St. Francis de Sales, people who were true reformers, St. Robert Bellarmine, they made a difference because they were holy, but they also had the truth and we need to have that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just proclaiming the truth is, you know, we need to be Jesus's hands and feet. Like these can't just be empty words. So, you know, and and that's like a, that's a convicting message for me too. You know, I have a podcast, I write books, but it can never be enough. Like I need to be actually out there serving the poor, doing the things, Mm -hmm. advocating for truth and change politically, you know, and, and I think that's kind of one of the big messages of this book is that if Catholics are just 
you know, if we're just sequestered in our own little corners online or wherever, and we're not participating in our communities, in our government, then the world will leave us behind and make its own rules. And especially this next generation, like we have to be part of the world. We have to be part of the world's agenda. Otherwise, the truth will be forgotten. And for the last 50 years, the world has told us to shut up, to stay out of it, to not preach to us. And we've listened. You even hear Catholics, don't preach in public. Don't pray in public. Go to your closet, Jesus said. No, he said that to the Pharisees, not to everybody. And we have bought that lie that we are not allowed to talk about our faith. And that's a lie that has got us into the trouble and into the very place that we are in today. So I'm very passionate about that. Um, (laughs) Before we can end, um, you know, Maybe tell us uh, where people can find your book and a little bit about Catholic Sprouts. Sure. So if you want to find me, just Google Catholic Sprouts. That's the name of our website. That's the name of our daily podcast. We put out a five-minute daily podcast for Catholic kids called Catholic Sprouts. And um, I created that because I because raising Catholic kids was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I watched my older sisters uh, have kids, and I was pretty judgy watching them, thinking like, oh, I'll do this better. And I'll just like naturally teach the faith every morning, you know, organically. And then you have kids and everyone, someone's always screaming and I'm losing my temper way quicker than I had ever imagined I would. So I created a podcast so that I can turn it on every morning as I'm driving my kids to school or scooping out oatmeal and they can listen and receive just a little dose of catechesis or scripture or whatever it is. We have lots of themes that are usually liturgical and then we can move on with our day and we've all been catechized just a little bit. So turns out I wasn't the only person with that problem. We have like over 10,000 families listening every day in classrooms, which is amazing. Um, and then from there, we've created other products. We are totally focused on whole family catechesis in the home. So we don't create like this book is not created for a classroom. It is created for a parent and a child or a parent and many children in my case. Um, so really, we we really want to remind parents that they are the primary educator of their children's faith, but you don't have to do it alone. You can educate by turning on a podcast or a YouTube show or picking up a book without having read it, but something that has been vetted and uh, by the church till we know it is true and just sharing it with your children. Like that's how we catechize our children, not by going in and getting a master's degree in theology, although cool if you're going to do that, but you know, no matter who you are, convert, revert, married to a non-Catholic, whatever, you are called to be the primary educator of your children's faith. And we are just here to help. Amen. So look up Catholic Sprouts online and look up their community if you would like some community of Catholic parents. Um, I will link all of that below in the show description notes. And I want to thank you, Nancy, for joining us today and for everything that you are doing. Awesome. Well, it's such an honor. Keep keep proclaiming the truth. That's what we are here for. So we will. And uh, thank you all for tuning in today. We hope that this was helpful. If you need daily inspiration, if you need um, some parental help, if you are worrying about kids or dating or engagement, check out our other videos, especially we have many with Julie Lloyd, who you know, she's on here often. And we have many uh, tips for parents and families and many more to come. So Thank you all for watching. Please like and share this video and subscribe if you haven't, if you liked it. God bless you all. And we're praying for you. Please pray for us. Thank you very much. Thank you.